and welcome to episode 108 of the Talking Football Podcast. My name's Derek Clark, and each week we try and bring you an in-depth interview with some of the most engaging and colourful characters involved in the game. This week we take a trip over to Holland to chat to one of Scottish football's most loved goalies, a hero with the likes of Dundee United and Fermin and Wraith Rovers. It is of course Guido van de Kamp. Guido's in fantastic form as he relives his time coming through the ranks at Den Bosch. His Tannadice memories, including that Scottish Cup final win over Rangers, the promotion winning season with the Pars, becoming a cult hero at Glentoran, as well as his enjoyable spell at Starks Park and lots more in between. So sit back and enjoy the latest episode of the Talking Fitball podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Talking Football Podcast. I'm delighted to say we're joined on the line this week by an absolute legend at the likes of Dundee United and Fermlin, not forgetting Wraith Rovers, the one and only Guido van de Kamp. Guido, thank you very much for, for coming on. No problem, it's a pleasure. It's good to see you. Yeah, likewise. Your career then, uh, Guido, uh, growing up as a young boy in uh, Den Bosch, were you always playing football? Was that always... Uh, uh, were you always uh, out, outside playing with a ball? Yeah, I was I was six when I started at an amateur club here, over here, my, my village. And um, I started as an outfield player, but after one year, I, I, I was sending goals and every time, ever since, I, I'm a goalkeeper. So <laughs> that's good. And um, when you know when you're an amateur, you play through all the levels and I enjoyed it very much when I was a kid, so it was good to be in goals. Yeah, I was going to say that. Did you have any um, role models or, or any goalkeepers that you, you wanted to be like? I always looked at the, at kinds of um, Pat Jennings. Was it, yeah. you know, I wanted to watch Match of the Day as well, and um, I was very impressed with these English goalkeepers. And, of course, in, in Holland, I had uh, Jan van Beveren. He played for PSV Eindhoven and the, the Dutch national team. Um, and I watched the game from PSV behind his goal, so that was that was my hero. And um, obviously, uh, he had Pat Bonner and all these kind of goalies who were coming through the ranks, and I, I was looking at them. Yeah, um, you'd have grown up and and watched that that great Dutch side of the the seventies. Can you remember watching them coming close in the in seventy four and in seventy eight, Guido? Yeah, yeah, that was absolutely. Uh, the tournament in Germany in 1974, 1978. Yeah. All these players who came through the ranks and uh, like uh, Johan Cruyff, Neskens, uh, Subir, Youngblood, all these guys. You know, it was it was good to watch at that time. Yeah. Um, you joined then Bosch then, is that right? Was that the, your first senior senior club you joined? Yep. Yep, I was 17 when they started over there. Yeah. And um, I played there for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, the, the day... Uh, what was it like coming through there? Because I think it's a bit different from the from Scotland, where you're a, an apprentice and you're cleaning boots and cleaning the stand. Is it a bit different in Holland? No, yeah. At my time, it was completely different. You know, there was no youth development or nothing. You were seven years old and you, you started in, in well, only two teams. It was the first team and, and youth team, actually. Yeah. And um, yes, it was. that was the only thing that was there. So you had to train with the first team. And you didn't have to clean the boots or uh, clean the, the, the showers or something like that. Yeah. That, that was not in Holland. Yeah. 
was the senior goalkeepers when when you joined did they did they help you did they guide you in your your early part of your career? Yeah, yeah, they did. You know, there was an the goalie first team goalie was also my goalkeeping coach, so that was good. Yeah. To to involve with him and um, get training from him, and um, he teach me a lot of things, and that's why you become a first team player uh, at the time. Yeah. C- can you remember making your debut? Pooh, yeah, I was um, last game of the season in Holland, and our first team goalie was injured, so I had to come on. I think I was about 19 years old, playing against MVV in Maastricht. Yeah, and we got beat one 0 but it was the end of the season game, you know, nothing to lose, nothing to win. Yeah. So, but it was good. Yeah, there was some um, there was some big players at Den Bosch when you were there, um, Guido. We mentioned off air, uh, Freddie Van der Hoorn, who you link up again at Dundee United. What what was he like? Yeah, he was a typical defender, you know, really hard, uh, great player, great pass of the ball, really good coaching. And um, if, if you see at United, then he, he was really a good player. And actually, at Dumbos as well, he, he played the first team in Dumbos and went to, to Scotland. And obviously, he went back to Holland and he was still a great player. Yeah. yeah he said that um, Arnold Scholten was the best player he's played with. Of course, he was there uh, as well. How, how good was he? Yeah, he was different class. With, you know, when he played for Dumbos, he could see already that he was a, a very good player. Yeah. They, they called him the, the white Socrates. You know, the, the way he was playing, like, he was so elegant, actually, and he could win the balls and could pass the ball. And he, he also went to Ajax and final. He played for both teams. So that means that you're a good player over in Holland. But yeah. he never reached the first, the, the Dutch team. That's the only maybe yeah. strange thing about it. Yeah, it's a strange one. Yeah, I remember him scoring against Rangers at Ibrooks in the Champions League and he looked a great player that night. Yeah. Um, you played under some great managers there as well, uh, Renus Israel and uh, Theo De Jong as well. What were these guys like? Yeah, these, these guys, they played for Holland, so you look up to them. If they yeah. come over and they, they they say something and they, they explain something, you, you know that you know that, that they had to... They were through the... Uh, how do you say that? Um, they know how it was when you are playing on the highest level, yeah. And um, you accepted what when they're saying, and it, it, the small tips they gave you that's absolutely brilliant. And yeah. um, even Rinus Israel, he won the European Cup with Feyenoord. <laughs> that's somebody you, you look up to, yeah, absolutely. Did you play against the, the big boys, yeah, Guido, the likes of Ajax and uh, PSV and all that? Yeah, I played against Feyenoord, Ajax. Um, obviously not always as a first team player, but I was on the bench sometimes. And then you play against these big teams, and you look up to Gullit and Cruyff was there. Um, yeah, uh, Kuman, Ronald Kuman, uh, <laughs> all these guys. You know, it's the same age for my as as I am. So you look up them, up to them, and you know them, and you see them. That's yeah. I was on the bench against uh, Ajax when Boston scored the. Oh yeah. They kick a bit in the, in the top corner, you know, yeah. and that's absolutely brilliant if you see something like that. Yeah, what a player he was. Um, Reggie Blinker was there for a little bit, wasn't he? What what was he like? Who was it, sorry? Uh, Reggie Blinker, was he there? Reggie, yeah, I played with him, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Very good left, left 
winger, and he played also for Celtic, of course. And um, I played with him at them boys, and he's a great character. You know, he was just on loan with uh, from finals with them boys, and we had a good time with him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so from uh, you're at them boys, and then um, you, you went to Scotland, Dundee United. How did all that? Uh, how did that move come about, Guido? It was actually at the time I was playing for the NEC Nijmegen. Oh, yeah. You're on loan there, wasn't you, mate? Yeah. Yeah. And we played uh, against uh, Vitesse Arnhem. And that's just a, a derby, you know. That's yeah. a very hard game to play. And then I think Jim McLean was on the, on, in the stand at that moment and come over towards another player. And I was actually doing really well. Kept a clean sheet. And I think a week... After that, he, I had him on the phone and he said, you want, when you come over to Scotland? <laughs> and that's why it happened, you know, and um, that's why I started with United. Yeah. Did you have to think about it? Um, because going over to another country, and you'd obviously played in Holland all, all your time in your career. Was it a, mm-hmm. a tough decision or was it quite an easy decision to make? It was, for me, it was a very easy decision because it was always a dream to play in England or Scotland, you know. As I said, uh, you watch match of the day, you watch the, the FA Cup finals, and that's when you are a, a, a player you want to play over there. That's just how it was at the time. Yeah. Nobody was talking about Spain and Italy or something like that. It was always England and um, and Scotland. So, and obviously uh, Hans Gelhaus was already there. Theo Snell was playing over there. So I thought, yeah, why not take a chance and see how it goes. Did you see, aside from football, did you hang about with these guys, the likes of Theo Snell does and Hans and stuff? Um, did you go and meet them? Well, Hans, because I played with him at the boys, yeah. he sometimes came over to Dundee or we went up to um, to visit the players in, in, in Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, but it was not that we were going out together or something like that. Aberdeen, Dundee was just too far away for one night out. Yeah. And Jim, Mc, Jim McLean then, he's, what a... What a character he is! Uh, how, how did you find him, Guido? He's quite a, uh, he, he, quite a, a brash guy, but he had so much success at Dundee United. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I look back to these years, and sometimes you thought, oh, what, what, what is he for a person, you know? And um, but if you look back now and you see how he was, then he was so far ahead of everybody uh, compared to professional football. He wanted always the best from the players and. Everybody around should, should be like him. Yeah. Um, and that sometimes that was not easy to accept. Yeah. And for a player, you know, when you come in at half time and it's not going well, then he had some words with, with players. And um, but afterwards, when you're getting older and look back to these years, then you know that he was yeah, far ahead of his of the time at that moment. Yeah. I've heard that he used to uh, half time really. Uh, rip into the likes of the experienced players like Dave Neri and uh, Dave Bowman and, and, and all that. So he, he didn't care who, who they were. He would, if he wasn't happy, he would, he would let them know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was typical Jim McLean. But afterwards, he was such a nice man. Yeah. Um, when when you met him in private, then he was just always talking about the good things, trying to help you with, with where you're going to live, what you're going to do, what what, what you not should do, and so. But during the game, you know, sometimes he came out on the pitch or just yeah. <laughs> when he was sitting behind the glass and he came down and they oh my God, what's going to happen now? But um, yeah, you had to get used to it. Yeah. But that sometimes was very hard. Yeah. Uh, Scottish football is a, a little bit different from 
uh, football in Holland. Uh, did mm-hmm. how did how did you find it? Did did you enjoy? Because you said you, you liked British football. Did you enjoy the different style? Yeah, I really did. You know, it's um, it's a very high, a great pace. You know, always one hundred miles an hour almost. And in Holland, it's just waiting, see and passing the ball around. And um, yeah, it's just also the atmosphere around the around the, the game. You know, the, the the crowd and everything was just great over there. And uh, the football, yeah, it is different. You play the ball in front and you see what happens over there. Yeah. And that's what Jim McLean always said to me, kick the ball up the front and they can't score with you. So, okay. But, you know, the, the, the mentality, that was completely different. Um, you know, always hard to fight, decent, good fights for the ball. And that, was, that wasn't used to haunt. Yeah. Um, you're competing with uh, Alan Main for the, uh, the number one spot at the time, Guido. How, did you enjoy that, that sort of competition with him? Because he was a, a great player yeah. as well. Alan, also, when I came there, Alzo was playing, I think he was in, in the Scotland squad at the, at the time. And um, yes, you know yeah, that, that a good team wants more goalies and you have to compete for one jersey. Yeah. And if you're outfield player, there's always 10 more where you can... But, um, I felt working with Elzo was, was great, you know, never had any problems. We just tried to, to do the best for each other when, when he was playing, who was playing and keep each other sharp. And that's a good thing, you know, about it. Yeah. Uh, did, did you ever play in the, the Dundee Derby? A couple of times. Yeah. What was that like? Oh. <laughs> the, the away games were just so strange. I just have to cross the street and go for the away game. I, I still talk about over here in Holland and they can't imagine that you know that you take your, your stuff out and you just go across the street and that's the other stadium yeah. but um, yeah that's, that, these are special games you know of course and as long as you win the games then you're happy and um, most of the time we won yeah yeah did, did you enjoy going in did you enjoy playing the likes of uh, the old firm Rangers and Celtic and, and, and going down to the, the Edinburgh teams yeah yeah, it was good. Always good games, you know, against the Hearts, perhaps um, Celtic, yeah. Rangers, especially the one we when we beat Rangers three 0 at Ibrox. Yeah, you know, that's something you always will remember. And uh, playing at Celtic, my first game at Celtic, I just arrived at, at United, and I think it was this first season I played first game over there. I thought, what's happening here? <laughs> so the crowd and the noise and everything. It looks like. Airplanes were coming over or something like that. I, said, well, I looked at Freddie and said, what's going to happen here? I said, oh, you get used to it. So, but that's always good, you know, that you play in these big stadiums and yeah. good crowds. It's always nice to play in. Yeah, absolutely. And some players at Dundee United there, I mean, they had such a, a talented bunch of uh, young players coming through. Um, Duncan Ferguson was one. He, he was a young boy there, Guido. Um, did, did you did you know he was he was going to go right to the top? But when when you played with him, oh yeah, yeah. If you when I first arrived, he was just you looked up to him, and um, the 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 way he was playing and could hold the ball up and and was just so strong guy and up in the air and everything. It yeah. was just you could already see that he was going to going up somewhere and. and it was, sometimes we had to laugh about it, but he was always talking about his pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a big guy, and he's talking about pigeons. You think, how's that going to happen? But, um, no, he, he was just an, an absolute brilliant player already at that time. 
Yeah, yeah, he was a great player. And I mean, some other good players, Christian Daly was coming through, of course. He was a, a great player. Darren Jackson and, and big mix with Pat Alainen was there. So a lot of good, yeah. good players. David Hanna was there. Um, yeah, David Jamie Hanna. Mack, but Jim was already a little bit older, of course. Uh, David, um, Gary Bolin, yeah. Ben, um, Annie McLaren. Yeah. All these guys, you know, it, it was just such a great talent players, talented players, yeah. but also, you know, the experienced players at the back and in the middle. Who? what about Gordon Petrich? Oh, what a player he was. <laughs> Where did you get him from? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Andy McLaren, could you understand Andy McLaren? Because we had um, Eric Pedersen on a, a, a year or so ago and he said um, he couldn't understand a word he was saying because it was 100 miles an hour. Did, could you understand <laughs> what he was saying? Sometimes you said, Andy, slow down, slow down. But um, that's why you, as a, as, a, as a Dutchman, you come over to Scotland or you think you can speak English or something like that. And then you're two days in Scotland, you think, what's going to happen over here? I can't understand them. And... Um, of course, in the dressing room, everybody's shouting and talking. And but Andy was always hundred miles an hour. That's unbelievable. Um, but this great guy, great guy. Of course, um, when I, Ivan Golak comes in, takes over the uh, the manager's job, Guido, you, you get more of a an opportunity in goals. Did, was he good for your career when he came in? What What did yeah. you? He gave you a lot of confidence. You know, he said you're the first team player, you're the goalie, you're my first goalie. So whatever happens, you stay in and don't worry about it. And that's what you need as a as a as a player, but also as a goalie. I mean, goalies always make mistakes, but and when they make a mistake, it's a goal nine out of ten. And um, even when I make mistakes, made the mistakes, he said he was really behind me and said, "Don't worry, you will playing." And um, so that's what you need, and that was he gave me a lot of confidence for that. Yeah, and uh, of course, famous that that season at the end of the season, um, winning the Scottish Cup final against um, Rangers, who were going for back-to-back trebles. Um, mm-hmm. Can you remember much about that game? And 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 could could you take it all in, Guido? Was it was it one of those? It was a great occasion, of course, and nobody expected Dundee yeah. United to win. But did you believe that you could you could win? Oh yeah, we had we had nothing to worry about. That's what, as I said, what Ivan Golak did. Say to the boys, hey, just enjoy this game. We're going, we're going out. We just see what's going to happen. No matter, we are here and just go out and play and enjoy the game. And um, I spoke to the, to some boys who already played some finals before, and they they had the same feeling from from Ivan and that they go out and enjoy it. Don't matter if you lose or win or just go out and see what happens. And uh, the whole build-up was so relaxed. We were sitting in a hotel and we could do what we wanted and the players were playing pool or just were going out for a walk or just in the rooms and there was no no hassle, no stress, nothing. So you could feel that, yeah, that there was something going on at the moment. And already we, we beat the ranges at Ivers, as I said. Yeah. So why not? But it was a great day. Yeah. And I'd imagine it was a great party after that. Yeah. All the way back, we had to go some other way because it was so busy on the roads with, with United supporters and um, we arrived in Dundee and we stayed in the, the Stagis Hotel it's now gone already but yeah. um, we had a big party and the next day the tour through uh, Dundee and all the people all the, the fans and on, the, on the big square that was absolutely brilliant yeah do you still have your, your, your winner's medal from that game? yeah it's hanging up with my uh, shirt I was wearing so fantastic 
Yeah, wonderful. And from then on, it sort of turned a bit sour. You left Dundee United. Was it a, a contract issue or something like that? that you yeah. Left? Were you yeah. Kido? You couldn't sort out the, the contract, you know. It was a difficult contract and um, I couldn't agree with, with, with Jim McLean. Yeah. And I said, okay, then I leave and see what happens. Yeah. Did you have, did because you went, to, of course you joined in Fernland, was it January 95 or something? You, yeah, something like that, in the winter. Yeah, so you, would you go back to Holland then and just wait for an offer from another club? Yeah, I did. You know, um, um, I was pregnant at the time and um, yeah, I had to do something, you know, and I had to bring in some money. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I went back to Holland and I, I took a job and I was already also training with Den Bosch to keep myself fit. Yeah. And you never, and I always signed back for Den Bosch at the time. Um, uh First game, uh, uh, Loggy came in. Yeah. He was a manager at St. Johnston. Yeah. And I was there, and um, but that fell through. Yeah. Because uh, Jim McLean didn't want me at St. Johnston at the time. <laughs> That's right. And I was also with the Bosman arrest, you know, they were just asking a lot of money all the time, and then that fell away. The Bosman arrest with all the, the, the transfer money they should receive for a player. Yeah. Um, and then I think it was January yeah, that Beth Payton phoned me and he said, will you come over to the Fernand? Yeah. And I took the first plane to Scotland and I was playing the next day. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Nicole. Yeah. Um, Bert Payton and Dick Campbell were the, the management team there. Um, we've had Bert on before, cracking guy. What, what were those two like to, to play for? Brilliant. They were two characters. They were absolutely brilliant. Deck was just always um, trying to, to make jokes and, and, and but you know the, the jokes that keep you going and, and, uh, and Betty was just you know the manager was picking the team but most of the time Deck was doing the talk and Deck yes and it was, it was a good time over there and yeah. um, I liked them very much even when the good thing was even when you're not in the team or you're not playing they, they just gave you you know they never left you apart, but they just kept you with the team, all everybody together, and uh, that was part of deck, most part of the deck that uh, that they was doing that for the team. Yeah. Just keep keep us going, and uh, that was typical deck. Yeah, and in Westwater, Westy, you was uh, competing for the number one spot. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy it playing playing alongside him? Yeah, Westy is just a great guy, great guy to work with. Also, you know. Um, he was always trying to help you as well. It was typical Westy, just a gentleman for uh, for you to um, to work with, to uh, help you out with everything. Even when you was your, your your opposite number one, you know. And but that's what I said from from Alan Main as well. You you have to keep each other sharp. Yeah. For the game, and um, you can't let you down because you're playing for the same team. Yeah. So, but basically it was absolutely brilliant about that. You know, every day we went together again. We talked a lot about it and no, it was good. Yeah. The promotion winning season, everyone talks about it at Dunfermline when, um, of course, you'd beat Dundee United in the second last game of the season and, and what have you. But it was an emotional season, wasn't it, Guido, with the loss of uh, Norrie McCarthy? It must have been yeah. a... A, a, a tough season, but it ends 
with, with you getting promotion to the, mm-hmm. the Scottish Premier League. What what was that like that season for you? Yeah, it was a typical season of ups and downs, you know, the, from playing and then what happened to Nori. Um, that was just unbelievable, you know. You were waiting for each other in the dressing room, what's going to happen, whereas Nori was always first in. Yeah. And he didn't come in. So, um you know, after training, we heard the news and everybody was uh, so so down. And uh, I think the game was cancelled. And we played the, the first game after Norris funeral. I think we played against Clyde Bank. Yeah. And it was two each or three each. And Craig Robinson, who took the arm and over as a captain, captain's bank. I think he had a shot from 25 yards out, right in the top corner. Yeah. We beat him, and... Um, that was just such a strange period. And afterwards, it, we, we did a little bit uh, because everything went against us. Obviously, about knowing what happened, the team was not playing well. Um, I think when so many points out it, uh, in December, and, but after that, we just struggled. Yeah. And Bert took another risk, he came in, and then everything went well. So we were very glad to, to win the championships at yeah. that time. And of course, the next season in the, the top league, finishing fifth, it's a, it was a, a great achievement, wasn't it? Going that first season in there and, and finishing so high up. Um, I'm actually not what wasn't that playing that much at the time. Yeah. Because they brought in the, that goalie from Yugoslavia. Ah, uh, was it? Yeah. I was uh, alone to uh, Glen Torren. Yes. Yeah. Island, Northern Island. So I enjoyed it over there. But it was really, you know, you were out of the team. You were not playing with the first team. And that was really hard. Yeah. But, I mean, you're loved over at Glen Torren. I was, I was I was reading up on it. They absolutely love you over there. You're, you're only over for a short time, but... You, you I only played five games. Five. What's that? I only played five games over there. I had four <laughs> clean sheets and it was absolutely great. You know, I enjoyed it very much. I um, People were very nice, you know. I, and after the season was finished, they... They phoned me up to come back and I had a tour over there and to see the games and they wanted to ask me to, to sign over there, but then Jimmy Nickel came in. Yeah, I was going to say, you, I was reading, were you planning on um, retiring before he phoned? Was that, were you thinking about hanging the gloves up? No, no, but you know, when, you, when your contract is finished and nothing is coming in, then you start thinking, what should I do now? Yeah. And um, after three years United, after three years of uh, the Firmland, Two and a half, then then you're waiting for the club and nothing is coming. And but then Jimmy came in, yeah. He he phoned me and I was back in Holland and he said you have to sign a contract tomorrow. <laughs> so I took my car and I drove to uh, to Scotland again. <laughs> Did you have any offers from um, back back home in Holland at all? Or um, was there any Yeah, there was a couple, but but just you know was not serious. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, joining Wraith Rovers, uh, Jimmy Nickel, what, what a character he is. Another, you, you've played with some um, great characters as managers, Guido. How, how much did you enjoy playing for, for Jimmy? Well, Jimmy was a, was a player himself, you know, yeah. during, as a manager. He, he knew everything about what was going on. He tried to, to keep everybody happy too. Um, his, his, his training was just brilliant every time, you know, the, the wee games we played and um, together with Alex Matt as assistant, yeah, you know, Alex Matt is just 
one of the big guys in, in Scotland. Yeah. And uh, together with Jimmy, he had a, an absolute brilliant season. Yeah. Um, he finished second after Dundee. Yeah. And at that time, only one went up. But it was absolutely great. We had a brilliant team at the time. And uh, Jimmy was this. Jimmy and Alec, they, they did just everything. That was just to, to keep everybody going and, and, and sharp. And yeah, it was great. Yeah. So some of the players there, I mean, Marvin Andrews was there. He's a, a different character. What, what was he like? <laughs> Whoa. Big Marv. Um, <laughs> he played in front of me and I think he, he could head the ball further than we could kick it. <laughs> but he went, oh, every game he had something, his eye was bleeding or his lips or nose. He went for every, every header in, in the air with... with he said to me, just stay on your line. I keep I had everything away. And yeah. He was just, um, when he arrived in Scotland, he thought, oh, no. <laughs> so, but he, he went up to be a good player, a really good player. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, a, dead, he's a really religious guy as well. Did he, um, did, he ha did he say a few prayers when he was in the dressing room and that sort of thing? Normally, he did. yeah, yeah. But he was just a um, very relaxed guy, you know. Yeah. He was very quiet and... Um, he was always, as you said, praying for before the game, after the game, and but not really that that you had any problems with that. He was just doing his thing, and that was it. Yeah. So no, he was he was a good part of the team, and he was just a great guy. Yeah, certainly was. And you would have played against Dunfermline, I guess, when you were at Wraith Rovers. Um, would, would you play against your, your old team? Yeah, I played a couple of times. You know the um, the, the game just after. The, the New Year's game in 2000. Yeah. When you beat the Furman at home, um, Stars Park, and we played at the Furman when we beat them. So well, a couple of times we had some great games over there. Yeah. yeah. Did you it was always fighting. Good, good any, games. Did you get any stick from the from the fans for, for, for being a former player? Yeah, of course, of course. But that's that's part of the job. You yeah. come to the to the way fans and they, they give you some stick, but afterwards they just shouting at you and that's it. How much did you enjoy playing at Starts Park? Because it's a it's a funny little ground, isn't it? With the the train track right beside it and things like that. It's it's it's, it's an old fashioned yeah, it's, it's actually um, a typical Scottish stadium, you know, with, with the the old stand yeah. and the two new stands and the train, the railway stand, and always you knew about when the train was passing that the game was always to an end at the. At the <laughs> At the end of the game, so that was good. If you were up, you think, "Oh yeah, the train is coming, and it's not long anymore." <laughs> but if you were down, then if you're two 0 down, or one 0 down, you said, "Oh, it's going to be hard to win this game." But it's a very nice place to be. All stadiums, actually, where I've been. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then from Wraith Rovers, you had a, uh, I mean, well thought of there. But then, you, did you have a wee spell at Alloa? Is that right? Before you decided right. to retire? Yeah, the the club was taken over at some time, and. Um, they couldn't afford my, my wages anymore. So they said, okay, we have to buy you out and see what happens. So um, what was his name? Um, the coach of, um, of Alaba at the time. The guy with the, the brown jacket. Oh, I can't even admit. Oh, no. Not he came in and he said, and he took me on loan for, uh, I think, two months it was, until the end of the season. Yeah. I was thinking, what was his name? 
Well, Terry Christie. I remember it. Christie. Christie. Yeah, Terry Christie. There, yeah. Yeah. And of course, uh, Hamish, Hamish, McCall, uh, Hamish French was already playing at Alawa, so I knew him. Yeah. Um, so that was good. It was good to be spelled over there. Yeah. And, and from there, did, did you feel the time was right to, to um, retire from the game, Guido? Were you already thinking about um, what, you, what you would be doing after football? Yeah, I did. You know, I was just doing some courses. And um, before I went to Scotland, uh, I was working at the bank. And when I came back after Scotland, I started as a, um, at, at the same bank again, you know. Yeah. So I knew actually what I was going to do. And um, yeah, sometimes you have to make choices and say, okay, now it's more over and we have to go, we have to stay. Yeah. And um we left Scotland, but I like to come back every time. Yeah, like a second home for you. Yeah. Still, if, if, if I can go back to next week, then I go back next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully we'll be allowed to travel um, before. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask as well, I mean, you were absolutely loved it. Dundee United um, inducted you into their, their Hall of Fame in 2017. How, how proud were you for that, that, that you were inducted into that? Oh, very, very proud. You know, it's something um, you don't expect. Yeah. Because you're just a part of the team who wins something and uh, somebody goes to work in the morning and he's working as hard as I did. And um, But it's good, you know, that just, you, you get a sort of reward that you achieve something with for this team and with, for this club. Yeah. And that you be a legend. Okay, that's good. Um, but... It's just that, that we won that cup that was just brilliant for the whole team, for the whole club. Yeah, absolutely. And were you thinking, uh, did you go into the, uh, any coaching, uh, Guido? Did, were you thinking about that? Or did, did you do about still, a, Yeah, I'm still a goalkeeping coach. Yeah. I've been uh, at the most for about 12 years, youth yeah. uh, goalkeeping, goalkeepers. And now I'm just at an amateur site over here. Yeah. Um, first team goalie so that's that's what I like to do still involved in football still watching the football so that's good yeah fantastic and do you keep an eye on uh, the results of the likes of Dunfermline Dundee United and Rafe Road first thing first thing every Saturday or whenever they're playing you know what, what's the score with United was Dunfermline was Rafe doing at the moment they all go up they didn't win the playoffs they yeah. no that's just <laughs> the first thing I do every day and I obviously, with, with all the internet, you read the Scottish newspapers um, and you watch the telly and that, that's how I look at it. Yeah, superb, superb stuff. And um, was there any save that, 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 that you're, you're most proud of, Guido, in your career? Was there one that really sticks out you, that you're, you love to make? Yeah, we played with, I think it was with Wraith, we played uh, Falkirk. Yeah. Away, Falkirk at, um, was it Brooksville? Oh, Brooksville? It was just, yeah. A, 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 I think it was just one of these, a shot 25 yards out, had a deflection, went up to the top corner, and I saved it. So that's, my, also everybody's remember me about the save for Michalichenko against the Rangers in the final. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was, of course, a top, uh, top class save, but um, the one against Falkirk, Remembers for me it was better than that one. Yeah, 
because we beat Falkirk 1-0 as well. So. Yeah, fantastic. You mentioned Brockville. I mean, it was another old-fashioned ground. But what, what was that like to play at? <laughs> um, yeah. That was absolute. You know, you come in this in, in this stadium, you know, through the door, and you you, you smell the football in there. You you come in and you, you smell it. There's football for years over there, and you go into the dressing room, and yeah, it's just one of these old-fashioned football. When when you look at, at up at when you're a young kid, you want to play there, and you see these dressing rooms, and you think, "Whoa, that's absolute brilliant." You go out on the pitch, you see the stadium. It's absolute, yeah, old-fashioned stadium, but it's great. Great to play in. Yeah. Superb stuff. Well, that's been an absolute pleasure having you on, uh, Guido. Thank you again for, for coming on the podcast. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. So thank you. It was a pleasure and uh, hopefully you enjoyed it as well. Top man. That's great, Guido. That'll go out next week. I'll send you the, the links and all that to it. So uh, top man. Great. Okay. Thanks very much then. Was episode 108 of the Talking Football Podcast with Guido Van de Kamp. As ever, I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, you can listen to any previous episodes on the Talking Football website, just talkingfootball.co.uk, but you'll also find a whole load of great articles on there as well. You can also check out our YouTube page, just search for Talking Football. And we're also on Twitter at Talking underscore Fitball if you want to follow us on there. And we're on Facebook as well. If you want to sponsor the podcast, you can do just that. Just visit the Get Involved page on the website or email us at contact at DerekClarkSports.co.uk. Hope you can join me again next week, but until then, keep safe. Bye for now.